Caught Up Podcast is sponsored by Untamed Publishing, Anchor FM, Women of Vision, KD, MB, Tyler Landscaping, and Author Exodus Morning. Thank you to all of our sponsors and supporters. JC, author, content creator, and live streamer. For books and more, visit my website, www.jctheauthor.net. For my live streams, such as my author interviews and the Three-Headed Monster live streams, please visit me on IG and Twitter at JC Storyteller. Also on YouTube, as well as Facebook, facebook.com backslash jctheauthor. Salute. Welcome to the Get Caught Up Podcast and this week's edition of Writer Wednesdays. It's time for Hashtag Writer Wednesday with Crystal. Tips offering advice to aspiring, new, and seasoned authors about all aspects of the literary world. We are presented by Untamed Publishing. Allow us to help you unlock your unlimited writing potential. If you are an aspiring, new, or seasoned author, head over to www.untamedpublishing.net for a variety of services to assist you on your publishing journey. So this week's episode, I'm going to talk about how to write descriptive sentences. Okay, so whatever you're writing, be it a novel, novelette, novella, a murder mystery, slash thriller, slash suspense, um, even a great love story, you're going to need to use descriptive writing in it. So how do your main characters look? What is the setting like? Answering questions like these may seem like a straightforward task, but writing descriptive text can actually be a real challenge. Get it right and it will paint vivid images and hold your reader's attention. Get it wrong and you run the risk of boring or confusing your readers. So let's talk about what is description. Description is what an author uses to depict a character, setting, or scene in a way that creates an image in the reader's mind. It's the way that authors bring characters to life and create imaginative settings. Well-crafted descriptive writing draws readers into the story and provides essential details to propel the action forward. Uh, The more descriptive, uh, the better. I meant... The, I mean, we don't want too, too much detail because I feel like it takes away from the story too much. And that is just my personal opinion. But I love when I'm reading a scene and the author has already put into place what the like what the setting is or where it's located. So as I'm reading it and then get more into the story, I can see in my head what the house looked like, what the 
um, office looks like, what the car looks like, how they're sitting in the car looking at each other. Like, I can see it all in my head. Like, I love to read so much that I feel like I be having a movie going on as I'm reading these books. And I love it. So, yes, the description of all of the little things that we need to depict the character and then the setting or scene, it helps so much. Okay, so before we go a little bit further, let's take a quick commercial break. Give a girl the right pair of shades and she can conquer the world. So embrace your shade. Shop Shade Dolls IT at www.shadedolls.com and follow them on Instagram at Shade Dolls. So welcome back. Okay, so I have seven tips that I found for writing descriptive sentences. Getting ready to work on your next project Here are a few tips to hone your writing skills and get the descriptive language just right. So these are just some tips that I found while I was doing research on descriptive sentences and writing them. So one, you want to cut out obvious descriptions. So one of the most common traps that new writers fall into is using predictable words to describe something. So for instance, Write in a sentence like, the blue sky was dotted with white fluffy clouds. For the most part, when someone hears the word sky, they'll picture it blue. And when they picture clouds, they'll picture them white and fluffy. Adjectives like these are unnecessary and can bog down your writing. Simply cut those descriptive words out of the sentence. The sky was dotted with clouds. That actually sounds better to me. So the exact same conjures this exact same image and it's shorter and more focused. So yes, even though it is shorter and more focused, but it actually sounds better, the sky was dotted with clouds. I mean, if I'm reading and I read the blue sky was dotted with white fluffy clouds, I'll probably be like, duh, over my eyes up in the head. So as they said, you want to cut out obvious descriptions, okay? Another tip is use surprising words. Once your sentences are free of any obvious descriptive details, you have the space to pepper in some more interesting words. Pushing your descriptions in new and surprising directions will help your sentences be memorable for readers. For instance, if you want to describe a rainy day, the easy way to describe it would be to mention the stormy sky. But something a little more unique could be the angry sky or the boiling sky. Brainstorm common adjectives and other describing words and use them in unique ways to keep your writing fresh and interesting. I feel like a thesaurus helps out a lot with changing your words and coming up with different um, adjectives to describe a terrible storm. I just used one. I didn't say the stormy sky. I just said a terrible storm. So that way we know that a storm is coming or it's going to be a bad storm or we just used another word, another adjective besides the stormy sky, the angry sky, or the boiling sky. 
So you just want to think of different words to use when being descriptive. Another one is remember sensory details. So a common adage for good descriptive writing is show, don't tell. And sensory information is a great way to make that happen. Sprinkling in specific details that appeal to readers' five senses. Sight, hearing, taste, touch, and smell will bring your scenes to life and make them feel richer and more interesting. I feel like I touched on this last on the last episode about your sensory details and showing and don't tell because I feel like if you show that way the reader is seeing it as you're writing it as they're as you wrote it and as they're reading it. So when you read the scene, I've seen it, I hear it, I taste it, I've touched it and I've smelt it. And that just make the reader feel that scene so much more. Before we continue, let's take another quick break. Welcome back. Okay, so our next one is make use of figurative language. One of the most powerful literary devices that writers have is figurative language, which goes beyond literal definitions in order to describe things in a more interesting way. Comparisons like similes, using like or as or metaphors, saying one thing is something else, can help paint instant pictures of your characters or settings. So for instance, his nose was a gnarled root growing out of his face. That can pack a lot more punch than saying his nose was twisted and misshapen. misshapen. Hmm. Other types of figurative language include onomatopoeia, which uses words that sound like what they mean, the pitter-patter of raindrops, and hyperbole, which is a form of extraction. I'm sorry, I said that wrong, the form of extraction. He rang the doorbell a million times. I've said it wrong again, so that means I need help on pronouncing that word. Now, figurative language, it does help out in stories. Um, just like the example I read, his nose was a gnarled root growing out of his face. It does pack more of a powerful punch than his nose was twisting and misshapen. But sometimes when you're reading words that you really don't know the meaning of, that kind of takes away for some people. Um, with me, if I don't know the meaning of it, I will look it up. And one thing I love about Amazon and reading on my Kindle is you just highlight that word and it gives you the definition. So that's quick, fast. So yes, it does sound better than saying his nose was twisted and misshapen. So using figurative language is a great plus. Okay, the next one is think about who is doing the describing. So in most points of view, you'll be writing from a character's perspective, either using I and me in first person or they and them in third person. It may not seem obvious at first, but point of view is a descriptive element that can help you build a believable world for your story. So to use POV properly, 
Make sure that you're thinking about your character's perspective as you describe so that the description feels true to the way they would speak. So, right, if I'm writing and that I am me, then I'm going to make sure that when I am describing something, it's going to come from that first person. But if I'm talking about someone else, you got to make sure you're using they and them because they're the third person and you just want to make sure that you are differentiating between who you're speaking about. So let's take our last commercial break and when we return, we will sum up with the last two tips for writing descriptive sentences. Looking for a place you can get something for everyone? Butterfly Spirit LLC is a boutique that has you covered. From apparel, accessories, health and wellness products, and even custom design press-on nails. Visit us at ButterflySpiritLLC.com, where comfort meets a piece of style. Hey, everybody. Join me, poet and author Kiana Dene, on my podcast, Noteworthy, a poetry podcast for the poets, where you'll hear my original poetry and poetry from other amazing poets as well, because I truly believe all poets are worthy. Go follow the podcast on Instagram at Noteworthy Poetry, and you'll be the first to know whenever there's a new episode. While you're there, follow me too, at Kiana underscore Dene. So tune in today. Welcome back. So now let's finish these last two um, tips for writing descriptive sentences. The next one is be wary of over description. To create effective descriptive writing, less is more. Try to limit yourself to one or two interesting details the first time you introduce a character or set, and readers will fill in the rest. So for instance, if you say the cabin room was sparse except for the luminous stuff grizzly in the corner, readers can fill in the details for themselves without you needing to describe the floorboards, the windows, the bed sheet, and what your character had for dinner last week. This will help readers remember each character or setting better than if you had an entire descriptive paragraph for each. That's so true. Um, just saying alone that the cabin room was sparse except for the looming stuffed grizzly in the corner. All I see is the stuffed grizzly in the corner. Like I said, I see the windows on the cabin. I see very little furniture. I see the floor. So I do see it just from that one sentence. It's just my imagination just from what the author described just a little bit about the cabin room. Okay, and our last one is read good examples of descriptive writing. So if you start to feel stuck when trying to write vivid description, look up a few of your favorite books or short stories and see how other writers do it. Pay attention to what they do that you like, whether it's only writing their description and simple sentence structure 
or making sure that the following sentences include strong action to counteract the description. Then sit down and try to replicate their tactics in a simple writing activity to see where it takes you. So those are the tips that I have found about writing descriptive sentences. I hope this information has helped you out. So thank you for always listening and please check me out on Instagram at mylovebooks and that's M-Y-L-U-V-O-F-B-O-O-K-S. Again, thank you for listening. Please be sure to follow the Get Caught Up podcast on Instagram at Get Caught Up Podcast and on Twitter at GCU underscore podcast. If you would like to become a sponsor, please visit anchor.fm slash get caught up. Or if you'd like to give us a donation, you can send us a cash app at dollar sign capital U capital P 2016. Again, thank you for listening and see you next week. Bye-bye.